0: Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and then you find that God speaks to you through it
1: uh, I'm just going to say a little bit before i, I call him up uh, michael is he's eighty eight next month and uh and and I think the thing that will be encouraging through just this short interview I do with him is is how possible it is to walk the Christian life for all your life yeah so Michael became a Christian when he was a teenager and has walked faithfully with God since then and so that this should be an encouragement to us on a day uh, like today really a life that bears witness to this truth that we've been singing about and hearing about okay so Michael do you mind uh, uh, coming up Now, although Michael is old, he used to lead a church, and so there's just a danger. Where he's going to preach or talk or whatever, uh, but we'll 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 allow you that, Michael, if that if that happens. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so why don't you just stand around a bit, Michael, so people can see you. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Michael's here with Muriel, his 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 wife, and they've been married for uh, uh, dozens of years. So, uh, um. Michael, why don't you just say a little bit about, if you can remember back that far, um, just say a little bit about when you got saved. I just think it'd be really, it would be really encouraging for people to hear, um, as I've heard even quite recently we've had conversations, that, that account of when you got saved. Right.
0: Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe you uh, um, had Christian parents. I didn't maybe you had christian friends i didn't think i had um i went to work uh, when i was about 18 19 and um i guess there were some folk that started praying for me i didn't know a book about it of course but um i got invited out to the uh, one, the old one of the older members of uh of our factory where i worked and uh, invited uh, a number of us, a number, one or two young, younger people, to go for Sunday afternoon tea. Now, when you're in digs, Sunday afternoon tea is absolutely special. And uh, uh, But the mo- embarrassing thing was, uh, I was left with uh, this gentleman, Mr. Heldon, and all the others suddenly found something else to do. They all went and washed up or something of this sort. And uh, he said to you, Michael. He said, "Do you know Jesus as your savior?" And I said, "What? <laughs> I, no. <laughs> I've never heard of. i would never heard of anybody doing that. Seriously." And he said, "You need to do something about this." And we went. I, I thought, "Oh well, I suppose we'll have to go to church with these people." So we wandered out to this church and that church and eventually ended up at a gospel hall. I thought, Oh help. My dad always warned me about people like this. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the service, I said to a friend of mine who was with me, I said, right, let's get home. He said, oh, no, no, no. You're going, We're going on to a young people's meeting. Oh, grief, no. <laughs> and at that young people's meeting in someone's home, I was challenged. I felt all these people are Christians, and I'm not. I don't know anything about this stuff at all. I haven't been to church for years. And I said, what's it all about? And they said, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to confess him gives you eternal life. And completely against all that I would planned not to do, <laughs> I said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for me. And I thought, where do those words come from? (laughs) But uh, that's how it was. I went home on the bus with uh, a uh, Christian friend of mine, um, and I said, what on earth is all this about? What do I do now? You know, I'm supposed to be a Christian. What do I do now? And he said, oh, don't worry, Mike. He said, you'll find out. So I went back to my digs, and I, I knelt down at my bedside first time i'd ever done that and i said god if you're real i'm going to need it if i'm going to be a christian i need a bible here it is it's sunday night factory estate all week no shops anywhere near but god if you're real i want a bible and so next week next on the next day sunday uh, monday morning i arrived at the office and there on my desk was a bible in many ways, there was no miracle about it. Um, uh, the, the gentleman who had led me to Christ gone home, and his wife said, he'll need a Bible. Take one tomorrow morning. Put it on his desk. Uh, I've got an old one that I haven't, I haven't used for a while, but it's in good state. Take it with you tomorrow morning. And so there it was, my first miracle. And uh, that was a long time ago.
1: It it was Michael, and uh, and
0: (laughs) but but it's still. I take the hint.
1: No, 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 no. But it's still a wonderful uh, story when when you describe that. Um, Why don't you just say? Because then, in your in your early early twenties, in a sense, you became quite passionate for your faith, and you were sharing that. Why don't you just say a little bit about that? You used to travel down, and you used to just stand out and share the gospel, didn't you? Why don't you say something about that?
0: Yeah, the church in Greenford that I went to um, had quite a number of young fellows and we used to go out on Saturday afternoons um, on our bikes uh, and we would go to a village somewhere uh, and preach the gospel. We would put tracts in people's uh, homes and we would get some kids together uh, for a children's meeting, this kind of thing. And um, yeah, I'll just tell you one amusing thing. Later on, of course, we graduated to a motorbike, and uh, I succeeded in making that into a gospel uh, thing. We had a horn about this big on the back. Yeah. A a, a wind-up gramophone was an electric pickup on the (laughs) tank, amplifiers that I built myself on, panniers, and uh, then we had a real voice for the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but life's good. God's been faithful. God's been wonderful uh, over the years. Any more to say?
1: Yeah. So M- Michael, then, then obviously you you meet Muriel, who is in another church, and and you get married. And I'll say this bit, and then I'm going to come back. Right. So so then you, um, basically you have three children, or you have two children, and Pauline, yeah. you adopt Pauline, and uh, all your kids are now believers. Yes. You know, all of them have got kids who are believers. Yes. And you were the first believer in your family. Yes. And uh, quite recently we had that event where we sort of celebrated your your father's life. Yeah. Why don't you just say a little bit about how your your reflection on that as you look back on your life and the fact that you know you weren't born into a Christian home, That's true. you became a Christian, and the faithfulness of God to you.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess. My my dad my, my parents weren't Christians as far as I know, and that's sad. But maybe there was something in their lives that I didn't know about. But um, what, 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 what do you want me to say on that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want you to say something about your life with God since, you know, as you look back now, 88 years, or you've now been a Christian for 60 years nearly. Yes. Just looking back, just say something about. How you reflect on your your life and your experience?
0: Well, the most important thing was I I, I got a Christian wife, so that was uh, uh, that was a very important uh, bit in my life, and has been so ever since. And that's a tremendous thing. Um, yeah, I just I've had opportunities to uh, serve the, serve God in small ways, but it's been wonderful just to know that He loves me. To know that I've got eternal life, to know that although I'm what, almost 90, and um, if, if I die tomorrow, I know where I'm going. I know that Jesus saved me when he died on the cross. And uh, that's something very powerful and strong to have. It's not just a, a vague thing that you think about in, in your brain up here, it's a fact. Yeah. that he died for those like you and me.
1: And even now, Michael, you pray for your neighbour, don't you? You're trying to reach out to the man who lives next door.
0: Uh, that is true. <laughs> but uh, I find I find actually that it's very easy just to slip into times when, okay, I forgot my quiet time this morning and uh, that sort of thing. God doesn't have a... a, 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 a did, did, What can I mean? What what do I mean? He doesn't have any rules or regulations for us. He loves us. He cares for us. And it's a great thing to be able to tell other people. They think you're (laughs) balmy. But sooner or later, someone, every now and again, says, wow, I wish I'd had what you got.
1: And I know also you pray for our
0: church, don't you? uh, Yeah, we do. Not as often as we should do, but we, we do.
1: Yeah, no rules and rules. Okay, well, Michael, thank you so much. You're welcome. Do I take this with me? No, no, you can give that back to
0: me. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team, or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent.
1: Thank you.